0: Florida State I don't think words are needed to describe this one just watch a superb athlete make a play that was about a 20-foot long jump out of the shotgun third down and about ten Ward getting some pressure getting more, gets it away he's got cross To ya. the extra dimension of a quarterback that can scramble and buy some time Fryer just going to come and break to the outside now let's go ahead and roll it at this point watch the inside receiver as he breaks to the outside and the coverage is there Right now, Charlie Ward is ready to go ahead and roll it. Charlie Ward breaks out of the pocket, stop it right here. Now, right there is good coverage, but Ward is breaking out, and the receiver is going to go downfield, a quarterback that can buy time. Marley thought he had good coverage. Marley is an outside linebacker and can't catch him, but tight coverage, pressure coverage, if the quarter gets, quarterback gets outside and buys some time, could be deadly for the defense. you got to stay with your men. That's Warren Sapp, number 76, in pursuit. Go not away. only Warren's going to catch him. Not only does he buy time, but he completes the pass and doesn't slow him up, so he can stay the margin away from the defensive back and run it
1: in.
2: Seventeen.
0: what's up guys this is logan from here the spear presented by noel game day we have a massive podcast for you guys tonight we have a big interview with charlie war national champion and heisman winner he will be here to talk a little bit about willie taggart his relationship with florida state right now and he gives his preview and his thoughts on florida state versus virginia tech and we also will have Forrest Bruton on with us tonight to preview Florida State versus Virginia Tech alongside Dustin Lewis and Ryan Stalter. What's up guys, how you guys doing? d He's here, ready What's to preview up, the uh, beginning of the Taggart
3: era with you guys.
4: Yeah, it should be a fun game. Uh, Willie Taggart's first game, a lot of excitement and a lot of unknown.
0: So We got, 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 we got a- all black jerseys. How do y'all feel about that?
4: Love it. I think it's great for recruiting, especially. Yeah. Um, I think the fans who don't like it uh, should just get over themselves. because just I mean, look, every time a recruit visits FSU, they got the black jersey on. So they love it. That's good for us. It can only help. Yeah, Florida State.
3: it's not. Yeah, I agree. So qu- question for you guys. Do, do you believe in any of the, the uniform superstitions that have kind of been going around Twitter? FSU doesn't play as great in all black.
2: I don't believe in superstitions at all.
0: Hey, you like look good. You combats. feel good. You play good. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, the players right. picked it, so
2: you can't really blame Tiger. I, mean, I've,
0: I've, I think in all, I think Tiger's giving them after having the academics reported uh, about them being the having the best academics since 2000. I think it's also a good thing for the guys to. Um, have some fun with it, and they deserve it. These guys go through every day, starting getting up at around 6.30, even some of them earlier, to go to practice, workouts, film, class. You know, these guys are still in college. They have classes to go to. So I think they deserve uh, to have some, some fun. fun Monday night. And after such a season last year where uh, the whole Fisher thing went down to, that, that, that's a rough thing to go through. So I think they should have a fun time Monday night.
2: All right, let's, go, let's get into the, the actual game preview. So uh, I'll start us off with the first uh, topic we're going to discuss. Who is your guy's X-Factor for Monday night? Uh, Forrest, I'll let you go first, since you are the game preview writer.
4: Okay. Uh, this guy might be not the first off the X-Factor list, but he's definitely a well-known commodity within the Florida State defense. I'm going to go with Brian Burns. I think he's going to have a heck of a year. Um, and I just think he's going to be unblockable. For a pretty solid Virginia Tech line, um, they're pretty pretty old. they got a few seniors on there. I think the youngest is a sophomore, um, but I really think Brian Burns, everything I've been hearing from his fall camp, his spring, I think he's going to be really unblockable, especially on uh, third downs, and I, uh, I really think that uh, it's going to be a big game for him. D. Lou, what do you got? Well, do Next I have to right just there. pick...
3: Only one person? One X-Factor.
2: <laughs> one X-Factor.
3: All right. I'm going to go with the guy that is going to be playing in his first collegiate game at Florida State, redshirted last year, Kalon Layborn, with the running backs. I really one. think he's going to come out and be that third wheel, per se, behind Akers and Patrick and just that trio together. Whenever one talent gets tired. Let's toss another five-star elite running back
0: at him.
2: Okay, that's a good pick. I like that. Logan?
0: I, I think going in, it's going to have to be an offensive player. I actually think, which I wasn't going to think or even imagine last week, really, but I've got a lot of optimism towards DeAndre Francois. I think he'll be an X-factor in the way he leads the team and the way he uh, – is on the sideline talking to them uh, and these guys need experience and having DeAndre Francois back there at the helm uh, being able to lead them through calls, reads, get with the wide receivers—that will be a young group. I think uh, having DeAndre Francois there will be the absolute X factor for Florida State. But I, I got a question for y'all: Who's going to be the surprise factor? All this—is it going to be a freshman? I guess I don't get to pick my. X no, you, no you don't. Cool. No, go cool. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I, well, we're just making sure you got. It's Friday night. We got. We got to let you go to some parties and stuff. But go ahead. Give hey, us your man. X factor.
2: All right. So. Uh, my X-Factor is Stanford Samuels um, because I think the guys you you guys named, we know Burns will have a good game. Uh, we know Leiborne, if he gets touches, i will have a good game. Uh, I, I see how Francois could be an X-Factor, but one thing we really are kind of uncertain about uh, as far as the Taggart era beginning is the secondary, just because some pieces have been shuffled. Uh, for example, Kyle Myers is playing outside, uh, or starting outside a corner for the first time in his, really in his career, uh, as well as uh, I have Stanford Samuels cuz he's going to have a lot of responsibility as far as covering and tackling and I think how well the second the secondary ultimately does against Virginia Tech will be based a lot on how well how well he performs coming off this injury.
4: I uh, I completely disagree with you there Ryan. Um, okay. Stanford Samuels uh, from what I'm hearing isn't 100%. Um he's yeah, been, I know. always been battling an injury. I don't think he's going to be 100% so I if I'm saying a safety is going to step up and have a good game, I think it's going to be Hamza Nazardine I His hope I is pronounced starting. that right. But I think he's going to have a great game filling in for a banged up Sanford Samuels. I think Sanford Samuels will come out first. But like I said, I don't think he's 100% go. And uh, that means next man up has to step up, and I think it's going to be Hamza. All
2: right, well, if he wasn't 100% go and Hamza was, they would start Hamza, which they're not going to do. So uh, we'll go ahead and go to the next thing.
4: There. Uh, I mean, Coach has got a game plan. <laughs> You know, can we just this, do have a game plan. I, one, I, I see what you're saying. Game plan for Sanford. I'm not about to call a backup
2: safety a. Uh, I'm a not x-factor. saying
4: uh, yeah, I'm not saying he's an X factor. I'm just saying I think he's going to get more snaps than Sanford Samuels on come okay. on Monday night. That's what you should have said, though. All right.
3: Yeah, Watch I'm. It. I'm just surprised you guys didn't bring up the true X factor at safety, AJ Westbrook.
0: Oh. Watch out. I think so you, know Ryan, you I to think that I don't. think we can lead that into the surprise factor. Who's going to be the surprise factor on Monday night? What do you think, Ryan?
2: Ooh, surprise! I think the the surprise is going to be what you get out of Marvin Wilson and Joshua Kando. I know I'm just only supposed to pick one player, but this fall camp they've kind of merged into one. Uh, the the uh, five star offensive lineman that you're not sure what you're going to, or five star defensive lineman that you're not sure what you're going to get from, just because of they've been banged up all uh, fall camp, being held out of a lot of contact drills. So if we, one one or both of those guys can play up to their potential, I think that would be a huge surprise factor on Monday night.
0: How about you, Dustin?
3: <clears throat> I'm going with a guy that we might see start at linebacker since Jaden Woodby is going to be uh, taken over at the star position, and that's uh, Declan Brooks. I'm really, I'm really excited to, to see how he builds off a strong uh, campaign during the spring. You know, he was good all during practice. He was good in the actual spring game. And now I'm excited to see him play against an actual you know opponent and see if he can continue to
0: play well. Someone that might not be too much of a surprise, I would say. We've seen a lot of uh, his plays being made with DeAndre Francois in the past, but I'd go with Nooney Murray. I think he actually overall has a really good season, but I've just heard way too many good things about him in the spring as being a leader, someone uh, vocal, which was something that a lot of the coaching staff and fans wanted to see from him being like a leader on that offense. I know he went through his injury, his knee injury, uh during the early part of spring, but uh, supposedly he's been doing great this fall camp, very vocal, one of the very uh, most vocal guys on offense, and he was doing a lot of works with the quarterbacks this offseason uh, with definitely Blackman and Hawkman, and DeAndre Francois and Nooney Murray connect really well together, and I think that's going to be a guy that uh, might surprise a few people, not only for against Virginia Tech, but uh, throughout the season.
4: Yeah, and then I'll go with my surprise guy. I'm actually going to flip it uh, to a non-FSU player. I'm going to go with the guy wearing maroon and orange. Uh, and I'll stick with the def- defensive line. I think Ricky Walker for the Hokies is going to have a huge night. Uh, he's a senior. He's really just a menace um, at that defensive tackle position. I think he's going to have a few tackles for losses, and I think uh, with Minshew hurt for the Noles, Arnold might have to step in there, and I think uh, – Walker's really going to be a handful for the Noles. To, they're going to have to double-team him, I think, almost every play. Um, so hopefully the Noles can figure out a way to block him, but uh, I really think uh, they're going to have their hands full of blocking Walker.
2: I All right, thanks, Forrest. Uh, we're glad to have you over from here, the Hokie
0: Podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey it's a game preview podcast i like it i like getting to know a little bit of the other guys From I, uh,
4: didn't, I didn't want the listeners to know my side jobs quite yet but uh. yeah.
2: <laughs> so what are you what are you guys most looking forward to is it the players running out of the tunnel tagger calling his first play what are you guys most looking forward to watching on monday night
3: it's got to be the offense right the new Gulf Coast offense, How how is that tempo going to look? I mean, we're used to seeing Jimbo Fisher use up an entire 40-second play clock and then call a timeout. You know, we're not going to see that anymore. We're going to see that ball getting snapped around 28, 30 seconds left on the play clock. Play, I said play cock. Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even say that. You just, oh, it's fine. I Whatever. said play okay. cock, bro. Just say play <laughs> cock. Just say <laughs> oh, play cock. You're play making clock. him have to edit more. You was Play Play clock. Play clock. <laughs> okay, Logan, stop it right there so you can just trim it all.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm most excited to see the crop of freshmen. I We've heard a lot of good things about different freshmen at different positions. Uh, a lot about Jaden Woodby starting in that star position. A lot about Anthony Grant, maybe the fourth or fifth guy in the backfield. Just a true stable of running backs uh, this year for FSU. And then the wide receivers, Treshawn Harrison and uh, Keyshawn Helton. We've heard a lot. They've been doing a lot of good things at practice. I think uh, Harrison will get some touches, uh, whether it's from returns or uh, jet sweeps, and I think Keyshawn Hilton might get some touches in the slot, whether it's bubble screens or just a straight screen.
0: What was the question you asked, Ryan? Really, what was that? What did you ask for? I want to know what you're most
2: looking forward to watching on Monday. Okay, night.
0: that's easy. I think what I'm most looking forward to watching. Uh, is seeing the way the team interacts with one each other, uh, one another, and how they call each other out on missed assignments, uh, and also motivating each other. Uh, I think we'll see a whole 180 from last season. Something Taggart mentioned was that his first focus was to tie the players together. One of the big things he wanted to do was take them to IMG and be in a different environment and allow them to kind of connect better uh, a lot of them had a lot of egos that they needed to set at the door before getting to practices and I think they've done that and there's certain guys that never used to hang around each other are now with each other as a uh, solid teammates and I, I think we're gonna see a different vibe in that stadium and I think it's something that went really well with the 2013 team I'm not saying it is but I'm just saying the way those guys interact with one one another is uh, is something that can play dividends and getting wins. Definitely in a big game against Virginia Tech.
2: I think what I'm most looking forward to watching is that first real like huge game-changing, game-sealing, whatever it may be, play of the Taggart era and the celebration not only in the stadium but on the field that ensues.
0: There's, uh, there's going to be a lot of celebrating, I think, um, and it just depends on if they can run through an adverse adversity uh, with one another if something goes wrong. You know, what about if Virginia Tech goes up 14-zip? What's that sideline going to look after this whole summer and spring? It's been, uh, you know, people are going to gripe in the stands up. Uh, they've been dancing around too much, blah, blah, blah. That will instantly go in the minds of thousands of fans in that stadium.
2: Yeah, I, I just, I'm just excited to see like a pick six or a big touchdown run that the whole team runs down in the end zone after. Something that really makes the stadium erupt. And kind of either ices or seals or changes the momentum, like you said. Maybe we're down fourteen nothing, and a big touchdown or a uh, turnover. I'm just really excited to see that, and the flow of emotions that follows. Right, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see what you guys are looking for matchup-wise uh, on Labor Day, whether it's position groups or certain players. What matchups are you keying in on uh, when you watch the game the first time?
4: Yeah, I'll start with this one. I'm uh, really excited to see how these wide receivers fare against Virginia Tech's corners. Uh, both corners are listed at 6'3 for Virginia Tech. I don't know if that's a generous 6'3, but still, 6'2 is—those uh, are big corners. Um, usually you see corners around that foot 5'11 range. Um, and, you know, Florida State doesn't necessarily have too much size at wide receiver. I know guys like uh, Gavin and Terry— are kind of those big receivers, and who knows what Campbell's doing at uh, this point. We hope he can go, um, of course, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how FSU receivers kind of handle and match up with those 50-50 balls against these big-bodied Virginia Tech
0: corners. I think one of the big ones right now, in my opinion, is going to have to be the offensive line unit. We've heard a lot of positive things in the late part of camp, uh, and Alec Eberly even quoted that uh, nobody should be shocked if they're one of the best units in college football this year. A uh, very big take there from him. But uh, I, I think that it's going to be something uh, throughout the game that we'll, we'll start getting some answers of who fits best in those certain positions, and I definitely got to go offensive line on that one.
3: I think the matchup to watch has got to be uh, DeAndre Francois against the Virginia Tech defense. You know, uh, the Hokies lost eight starters over the offseason. That includes two first-round picks, one from their uh, linebacking core and one from the defensive backfield. So I'm interested to see how Virginia Tech responds, you know, without that much experience, especially in this type of game, this type of atmosphere, against DeAndre Francois, who also – I'm interested to see how he plays in his first game, coming off that knee injury. Is he going to be confident in the knee, and just how is he going to
0: play? I agree with you on that one, uh, Dustin. With Francois, he's coming back from a hard injury to come back to, and I think uh, it depends. This golf Gulf Coast offense is going to have to take a lot of running from the quarterback a little bit. So I, I, I agree with you in on that one. Now he's going to have to show uh, he's going to have to take probably a hit or two to really get back and feel of things. I
2: would say my uh, matchup I'm most looking forward to watch is that I, I mentioned earlier Kyle Myers kind of getting his first real start at, at one of the two corners, which is a really pretty uh, elite position uh, as far as the company you're at when you start a corner at Florida State. I mean, the last five or six years, it really just Jimbo's whole era from 2010 to now it's just been elite corner after elite corner. Um, I'll just be interested to see if uh, Kyle Myers can make that jump. I think the The Virginia Tech offense's strength lies at receiver, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do against some uh, pretty good players in uh, the other side of the the sideline.
4: Yeah, up next, uh, I want to bring in kind of a new, fun little segment. I'm going to call it the Frenchie Meter. Um basically it's going to be where we think Francois is based on a french food or drink. So I'm going to start. <laughs> uh, oh, I got to hear I, what you say here. I think Fr- Francois is going to come out as a nice french wine. Um you okay. know, he's been aged a little bit. Uh it's been kind of sitting dormant. Um you know, the cork was on last year, but the cork's off. You know, we're okay. pouring a glass and uh you know, when you take that first t- taste of the wine, it might be a little sharp. Uh, it might be a little bitter. Um, You know, it may not be all that, but uh, as you drink it more, it's going to taste better. And I think as that wine sits, it's going to change its profile. I think we're going to see Francois kind of tweak his game as the uh, game goes on. I don't think we're going to see the same quarterback we see in the first quarter as we see in the third and fourth quarter. I think uh, it's going to be kind of whether it's with his release or just his footwork or where, you know, if Tiger's going to roll him out of the pocket or keep him in the pocket. I think we're going to see kind of a different quarterback. Um, then when he comes out in the first quarter, than what he is
0: by the end of the game. I can agree with you on that. I mean, this is a nat- big, big, massive game, and he's coming in, having to learn a new offense. He hasn't played a real snap uh, since what uh, Alabama, Alabama game. Uh, what, what's that gonna look like for? Hold a on, guy? hold on, hold on. What
2: is what is everybody else's French food? Come on. <sighs>
0: I mean, I was just kind of going to lead off of that because I don't know any kind of good like what fr- does French fry work? Does I'll just trick- tell you what I was just dis- <laughs> French fry works. I was I, I that's
4: french in it. you're going like, to go with French fry. When,
2: when, when Forrest said that, I was thinking crepes. You know,
3: uh, Francois is yeah. going
2: to go out there Monday night, and he's going to have you looking forward to waking up Tuesday morning when you go to bed like some crepes. That's uh, that's what I was
3: thinking. Uh, I was thinking a baguette, a nice warm baguette right out of the oven. You know, he's going to come out. <laughs> hot <laughs> yeah he's gonna come out make some plays early you know the the bag the baguette it's not the it's not the star of the meal but it's still a solid contributor and i, I think that's what you get out of francois
4: yeah this, this is now a cooking podcast in case
0: yeah. uh, you're listening at home um, <laughs> yeah. so make sure you got your recipe books out but yeah and your pots and you're uh, ready to oh my gosh no, I, logan I, you better have a french food are you going french fries I'm going French fries for this one. You gotta give an explanation for that. An explanation? This is off the top of my head, but if I'm gonna go, I used to work at Chick Fil A. Okay. And we had to. uh, Those fries aren't exactly like crazy fresh. I mean, we cook them, you know, every second. But I'm talking like they're in the frozen bag. No, no, no. They're they're in the no. They're not gonna be stale. But they're gonna be put into the fryer, and an off season fryer, and they're gonna come out nice toasty warm ready nice you know you know when you bite into a uh, french fry at mcdonald's maybe it's like a little crunchy you know they're warm as heck when you put your hand down in the bag i, th- I yeah, think i uh, think most of the time yeah no where no. are we going with this <laughs> yeah let's just go ahead and uh, move on from now <laughs> on y'all y'all maybe get it from the top of my head Oh I think what Logan's trying to say
4: is uh Frenchy's going to be a fry because uh fry's great on its own but it definitely needs a supporting cast you know sometimes you need uh, ketchup. <laughs> you had this you all planned. Ranch. You had this uh, all planned. This really I should have taken this one solo but uh I okay. I really think that Frenchy's going to be sharp maybe not uh I think there's going to be some growing pains obviously uh with the new offense and you know being basically dormant for a whole season um it, it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts after he hit, gets that first hit but uh, we can go ahead and move on i think uh, we're ready for the uh, grand finale here with the scoring prediction are we ready is there
0: nothing else that anybody has to uh, uh, talk about i mean what we got peter work getting his uh, jersey retired at halftime i'd
2: like to i'd like to compare uh, Franz night to more uh, inanimate things uh, i'm going to go i'm going to compare to Forrest middle school years um <laughs> Uh, he he might have a, a long adjustment period with a new offense. Uh, his his knee is his knee is all messed up. Like Forest face.
4: Uh, I didn't even go to middle school. I skipped those grades. I was too smart. So. Oh, that's right. My <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. Then I uh, yeah. Uh, then you did what? How was uh, high Forrest, school? <laughs> it was great. François actually, Forrest François. played high.
0: Actually, Forrest did play high school football. Yeah. If I remember right.
4: They said it was like it having baseball? a uh, they said it was like having a coach out there
1: <laughs> Is that they, on
4: the bench you played Madden <laughs> yeah well they wouldn't let me bring the uh, TV out to the sideline but I did do a lot of clipboard holding um, a lot nice. of hey, coach, we should go deep every play. I just wasn't sure why it wasn't running four verticals. But, um, a lot of, hey,
2: coach, can, uh, can I get in the game anytime soon?
4: No, I knew I was going to get in the game. My team, my high school wasn't very good, so I just had to wait till around third quarter when we were down 63 <laughs> to, like, three, maybe. Um, then I'd get to the, my time to shine. Unfortunately, in the film room, uh, we'd always cut the tape early um, when I would come in, so I'd never get to see how good I did, even though I knew I was, I was a budding star. Yeah. Um, uh, hopefully no. hopefully we'll get to see some of the younger guys at FSU play, um, because they are a just a tad bit more athletic than I was in high school. Which so. how about this?
0: Which freshman is going to play the most on Monday that's night? That's a good that's would a good be. one. I like it. I, I think would be. Alright,
4: let's say makes the biggest impact,
2: not, not most snaps.
0: I mean we are we kinda I mean what freshman makes the biggest impact? Yep. I mean, I think me and Forrest will agree it's gotta be Jaden would be.
2: That's boring.
4: Yeah, I mean, we could also go here with uh, either Helton or Tr- I know uh, TreShaun Harrison might get some good returns in. I know Virginia Tech, uh, since Beamer left, has just uh, they've not been too good on special teams. Last year they were they were really good, but they lost their top kick returner, their top punt returner, their starting kicker, their starting punter. So they're they're actually losing a lot on special teams, which is kind of a underrated facet. I know no one wants to talk about special teams, but. That can play a huge role. I mean, that played a huge role in FSU's opening game 2016 in Ole Miss where Aguayo went 6-for-6. Six six. I mean, if he doesn't go 6-for-6, six six, I don't think the
0: Noles win that game. What do you think, Dustin? I think that was two years ago,
3: and we're in 2018 now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. No, I'm just playing. But, yeah, if I had to pick a, a freshman to, to make the biggest impact – you know, outside of Jaden Woodby, who would be my number one, but I don't
2: oh, want it to be, be? boring. Oh, Would you did there. Got Haha,
3: ha. yeah. I'm real good with memes. But anyway, I'd have to go with Keyshawn Hilton because even though, you know, he wasn't the highest rated recruit coming out of high school, he's already been making an impact during a fall camp, and he's also in line to contribute some on special teams. And I feel like, Forrest just mentioned special teams, FSU... Has been missing that dynamic guy at, at punt return, kick return for, you know, almost eight, nine years when Greg Reed was here. It's been a while, and if DJ Matthews can can open that up to start the season, I I really would like to see what Hilton can uh, contribute back there, and also at, at wide receiver on the outside. I think his speed could make him a threat to change games.
2: What do you got? I don't have I don't have an answer because. It's it, it's got to be Woodby. I mean, he's the only starter starting freshman. So if if any anybody other than Would be is going to be TreShaun Harrison or Keyshawn Helton, but I would say Harrison.
0: All right, so we have a huge interview with Charlie Ward coming up here. His relationship with Willie Taggart, we know, has gotten pretty tight. Uh, he's been reported to be a Florida State ambassador. Uh, he's been seen at a lot of the Florida State's practices this off offseason. Uh, definitely looking forward to this interview. Do You got any, anything to say, guys? I'm just
3: ready to talk to a Heisman Trophy winner and a national champion and, you know, one of the greatest players in, in Florida State history. So I'm really excited to see what Charlie has to say.
2: Especially somebody who's so currently involved at FSU. Usually players um, like Charlie was, he really started
0: the tradition at FSU, and he's still super involved, as we'll talk to him about. Yep. For sure, let's get him on, guys, and uh, here's Charlie Ward. Ward takes the
1: snap, play action, drops, looks, out of the pocket, runs to his left, throws it downfield, it is caught by Dunn, he's got the first, down to the 40, Down to the 50, Down down the sideline to the 40, Down to the 30, he separates, he's to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown, Florida State, Warwick done on third down. Unbelievable. Gina Taylor, what, what a great play by Charlie Ward, as he was just correct.
0: The big interview of the night to help us preview Florida State versus Virginia Tech. We have national champion and Heisman winner Charlie Ward with us tonight on Hear the Spear. How are you doing, Mr. Charlie?
1: I'm doing just fine. Appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Yes, we appreciate it too. It's uh it's gonna be a crazy season for Taggart. The Taggart era starts on Monday night against Virginia Tech. Number nineteen verse number twenty uh how how do you feel about uh this weekend coming up are are you and Taggart pretty close just tell me a little bit about your relationship with Willie Taggart
1: well since he's been here he's kind of reached out to you know, a lot of the former players and um, and also you know we reached out to him as well. <laughs> just to congratulate him and all those things. And, and so we've, uh, we've come, you know, I guess like most coaches and ex-players, uh, that, that are interested in having guys back. We've, uh, you know, real terms, um, where we can text and do those types of things. So, but I'm happy for him. You know, he's done an awesome job since he's taken over of just, um, rekindling the passion for the kids uh for the fan base the alumni and the people in the community you know everyone's excited to see uh, the new era um, and a lot of things that he's uh, implemented you know really takes me back to you know the times that uh, we had at Florida State with the accountability piece and you know the coaches you know all being on one accord and Uh, loving on the kids and having family around and those types of things. So um, it's uh, definitely, you know, something that, you know, the kids are enjoying. I have a son that's that's a walk-on there. And so, you know, he's, you know, been taken care of since he's been there. Um, And, you know, I I feel comfortable with the coaches uh, there. And also, you know, I, I haven't gotten a chance to coach his son, his oldest son. Um, who who play? He'll be playing on my basketball team uh, this this next year, and so mm-hmm. you know we we'll get a chance to see each other a lot more. He'll be at the game tonight, uh, watching his son play, and so I'm sure I will get a chance to see him again. Uh, but you know we're excited to see see how things are gonna uh, take off on um, Monday Monday night.
3: Yeah, and Charlie, uh, Dustin here. I just wanted to ask you, as a uh, Florida High alumni myself, uh, how have your first few months been on the job as the head basketball coach?
1: Uh well, we like to get you back, Dustin. Come on, take <laughs> us out. Uh,
3: Definitely, I'm planning to.
1: And, and, um, and if you don't, if you have some time, we may put you on the radio or something. But uh, anyway, we um, we it's been good. You know, uh, Ben Barry had a lot of support um, from, you know, the teachers, administrators, um, the players are starting to understand and know what we're about and what we're trying to do. Had a very good summer. Um, During the month of June, we went to team camp, and uh, we we went four and three at FSU's team camp. Um, Mm -hmm. And all seven games, you know, the games that we won, We we beat teams by double digits, and the games that we lost, we lost uh, about a total of, I think, nine points or something, and so, you know, we we competed and there were some good teams there. Uh, We competed hard, and it was good learning for our kids, and we also lost two games out of, uh, I think, four, I'm out of five, during the uh, Summer League in the month of June, so we had a pretty good month uh, when it came down to just, you know, first year and kids getting acclimated to us, and and so we had another good month. Uh, the second month, which was in July, had a lot of community uh, exposure and for our kids, uh, did life skills uh, sessions <clears throat> uh, every Tuesday in the month of Ju- July, and it uh, we went really, really well kids learned a lot, had some good involvement from, you know, people in the community, businesses, mm-hmm. business uh, men and women uh, came and shared their talents with our kids, and so, uh, now that we're in school, we've been having some good runs 7th period, uh, we get a chance to, you know, they've been playing um, during 7th period in some form of fashion, and we get a chance to teach in that class as well, so you know, so far so good, and looking forward to a good fall. You know, we start off season conditioning next next Tuesday.
2: Charlie, in addition to uh, coaching hoops at Florida High, it was reported that you were recently hired as an ambassador to the Florida State program. Is that something you're currently doing, and what does that role entail?
1: Uh, still, no definite details on that role. I'm um, just. Um, being around whenever they like for me to be around and so hard is uh i a strong word but um, i'm available you know working uh, hopefully working with the president uh, doing some different things uh, to help with the university in some form or fashion uh, so mainly i'm do- one of the roles i'm doing now is just to help fsus uh, we're getting ready to start a couple projects um at the school we're building a steam stem building steam building mm-hmm. and an indoor uh complex uh, athletic slash school complex uh, wow so we're looking forward to you know those two projects are uh, going up along with i mean the second project is for you know we're we're uh the hurricane shelter um, school for hurricane shelter so that's a uh, part of the you know, hurricane shelter that indoor um, facility that we're looking to build so um, there are a lot of good things going on at the school that I'm getting involved in and also looking to do some more speaking engagements and those types of things um, and so it's been. Uh, I have a lot, lot to do. I can definitely fill up my schedule if I like. However, I just have to make sure I take the necessary time for family and to do things that, you know, that are priority. All
3: right, and yeah, Charlie, I just wanted to ask you: Do you see any similarities between Willie Taggart and and Bobby Bowden?
1: Ah, uh, well. Coach, uh, you know, they're, they're very similar in the way that they respond to people and how they uh, handle, you know, kids. And so that's, I think that's one of the reasons why Coach Tiger and plus, he's a, you know, Coach Tigers a Seminole, grew up a Seminole, uh, at least watched us anyway. And, of course, you can't help but be a Bobby Bobbin fan. And mm-hmm. so I think he, he really you know, wanted to see and pick coach's brain on how he did things. And, you know, not just as as I tell people when I go and speak that, you know, we want our kids to be better than or have better opportunities, make better opportunities for themselves uh, when they get older. Uh, And so I think uh, what Coach Taggart is doing is he, he, he saw what Coach Bowden built and his foundation behind it and i do believe that he wants to you know make it even better which i think he's working to do and or has done as far as you know just um building up some of the other team building programs i mean team building opportunities and some of the accountability and how they go about you know keeping guys accountable as a team Mm and so i think that You know, the foundation was laid, and he's, uh, you know, looking into how he can continue to build upon that foundation, and I think he's well on his way. Now he he says, you know, he just has to win football games now. Uh,
2: Charlie, uh, having been around the practices and just around Florida State, what is your opinion on Coach Taggart's style of practice with the music, music, dancing, and celebrating, and just more, like, fun atmosphere uh, compared to how it's been at other programs and at FSU in the past?
1: Well, I mean, we had fun. Um, We just didn't have the music. And, you know, guys would get excited about certain things, um, but they've taken it to another level, as I mentioned. And so, you know, one of the things that the music is fine, Uh, one of the things I'm just waiting to see is how we handle, you know, when we do have a great play or whatever the case may be, how do we celebrate? Um, because, you know, practice is much different than games. And, but I do believe they've built the atmosphere of team celebration um, for, for, you know, great plays. Uh, but we just have to make sure that some of the individual stuff doesn't come out um, during the course of a game. Because it could definitely cost us. But, you know, the environment, you know, he's brought. is definitely one of been a loose environment. You know, on the field, Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's structured. The offense, I mean, the um, practices are really, really structured. They go from one place to the other. The time that I was out there, they went from the practice field to the indoor, back out to the practice field, and then back to the indoor. They kept, you know, kept going back and forth. And so it keeps guys on their toes. And it was very entertaining, and it was a two-hour practice, so um, it was interesting.
2: Your son, Caleb, is a walk-on receiver. He he was an excellent athlete in both football and track in high school. How is he acclimating to college life, and how does he like uh, practices and playing for Coach Taggart?
1: Well, he's currently uh, injured. He had surgery on his hip. Um, He had a torn labrum, so he's recovering from that, rehabbing. And uh, he understands, you know, what what's required. And he's caught on to, you know, the team team accountability. And he's also been able to be a part of the meetings um, as well. So it'll be a good learning lesson from him, I mean, for him uh, this year. As he a red shirt this year because he's out for six, six months to rehab. And hopefully this year he'll be able to – Help him understand what he needs to do from an academic standpoint um as well as an athletic standpoint to be able to compete um, during the spring. And so I'm uh, just interested to see you know we're we're still working in some certain some, some other areas, you know uh, but hmm. as far as football is concerned and hopefully academics, uh, he'll be able to he's enjoying it join that aspect thus far.
3: Awesome, that's good. Yeah, that's good to hear. And, Charlie, being being somebody who is responsible for a lot of the tradition that Florida State claims, what is your opinion on Coach Taggart bringing back the throwback end zones against Virginia Tech to start off his tenure as head coach? Well,
1: one of the things he uh, mentioned, um, and it hit him when he was, uh, I'm sure he shared sure this, Time and time again, one of the things he he's mentioned when he was with Dion uh, at the bowl game, and guys Mm -hmm. would, some of the players would come up to him and speak, and wouldn't acknowledge Dion, and so, you know, he saw that as a a distance, you know, between the current players and the you know past players, and so he made it a point to make sure that they understood a lot of the tradition and history of the program. And so he's definitely gone out of his way to make that a priority um, in a lot of areas. And, you know, I think it's good, you know, for the kids, Um, not so much, you know, to be acknowledged, but, you know, for them to understand the history of Florida state so they can continue to build upon what was already, already done and 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 enhance it in a, in a sense so you know it's it, it, it's something that you know I think he's he's done from a genuine standpoint but he's also saw a need and he met a need um, and so it's been very beneficial for everyone involved
3: yes sir and what are your thoughts on Taggart elected to go with the the all black uniforms against Virginia Tech and also the Different uniform combinations that we might see FSU wear throughout the season.
1: Uh, well, hopefully yeah, he, he wants to see results, and so all the different uniform combinations that I think you know that'll come to a halt if if they start losing games or not doing what they're supposed to do. Which mm-hmm. uh, the reason why uh, one of the reasons why he's giving them that leeway to uh, have different uniform combinations is based upon their effort and practice and all the things that they're doing during the week. And so um, I do believe, you know, he'll continue to give them that leeway to have the different combinations or whatever the case may be. Um, And so I think it's good. He has a council, players council that he has and he'll use them as much as possible but, of course, it's going to come down to results. You know, whether whether you're wearing a helmet that's black or um, or any other, you know, fancy colors. Yes, sir. Um, you know, at some point in time, you know, you want to go back to your old tradition. Um, and so, but he, he, he's a new school coach. And I think he's, you know, giving the kids the, the opportunity to earn uh, the different color combinations so hopefully it is all black they play you know play well on monday night and i'm sure if they play well on monday night may see it again another uh, night
0: <laughs> i can definitely see them wearing the traditionals though for the big rivalry games with most likely miami and florida for sure I have a quick question, too. Uh, On Monday night, do you have a list of former Knowles you'll be around at the game with? I don't know if you will have some kind of group message or something like that, but do you have any kind of old teammates you're going to group up with and be at the game with on the sidelines?
1: Uh, Not that I know of. I know Peter Wark is getting his jersey retired, so I'm not sure if it's before the game or at halftime. So, um, I'm out and play with Peter, but of course he's a a no legend, and uh we're gonna be there to support him um and so but no i don't I don't know of anyone per se, but that doesn't mean that there, there will be quite a few guys there um at the game, I'm sure.
2: And Charlie having played uh, in a number of big football games yourself obviously not to mention basketball games uh, Including the game of the century and a national championship uh, What kind of advice would you give uh, a quarterback uh, like DeAndre Francois going into a big game against Virginia Tech?
1: Well, I, I mean I don't mess with those guys as far as advice I just You know share with them you know to um Whenever I, if I talk to them or text them, it's just you know all the best and you know, just words of encouragement. And mm-hmm. so um, they have great coaches that can coach them up. Our job is to encourage them, you know, to keep going and keep getting better each and every day, and um, and and just encourage them. So. You know, hopefully he'll protect the ball like most quarterbacks. The only way you can be successful is to protect the ball and and make plays and make throws and make sure guys are where they're supposed to be. So I think he's done a good job of you know getting his swagger back as a quarterback and also earning his leadership, um, le- earning leadership role uh, and the trust from his teammates. Uh, and so that's something he's worked really, really hard on. Um, to to make happen and so he's getting an opportunity to uh, to put it to the test you know here on monday night but i think you have a very good game i uh, really think the guys have of the offense they're starting to figure it out and you know he's you know one of the top tier um, arm talents and he's a smart kid as well you know you'll find in the country
3: yeah, and I'm definitely interested to see how DeAndre plays in the new uh, Gulf Coast offense. But, Charlie, before we let you go, uh, we definitely want to get a score prediction from how you think the game will play out on uh, Monday night against Virginia Tech.
1: You know, I really wouldn't know about scores and predictions, but hopefully we score a lot of points. <laughs> and they score, they score a little, you know, a lot to a little. and um, That's the goal. I really don't know. I don't know the, you know, what they have from an offense stand from an offense standpoint and defensively. I know they lost a lot of guys and they're replacing and probably playing with some young younger players. So um, if we don't turn the ball over, I could see us scoring about thirty-five to forty points. That's if we don't turn it over. Awesome. Uh, just because of just the way we we operate and play the game. Um, so, we, but that's if we don't turn over. And from a defensive standpoint, um, I do believe we're prepared for anything because of the offense we've we've uh, they've been going against. And so, I do see us possibly giving up 14 points or so. So, I guess you can give me 35 to 14.
2: Awesome, I I love it.
0: Well, thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charlie, for coming on. It means a lot to us. Uh, I know the fans are definitely uh, interested in hearing what you say and definitely talking about the relationship you have with Taggart and how Ta- and how uh, Taggart's really bringing the tradition back uh, and kind of focusing on that with the young guys at Florida State now. Um, thank you so much for stopping by, Charlie.
1: Oh, my pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me on.
0: That was a great interview with Charlie Ward. Glad to have him on, a national champion and Heisman winner here with us on Hear the Spear. It's time now to give our score predictions for Monday night. Number 19, Florida State will take on number 20, Hokies. The tired era begins Labor Day night. ESPN megacast, it's going to be televised everywhere. They even have a blimp shooting the game 1,000 feet up from the air. I mean, it's just everything. Who wants, to t- who wants to go first? I mean, should, should the rookie go first with Forrest? The I game think you preview- got to save the best for last, right? The game preview guy might have to go last. <laughs> will
2: the game preview be out by the time this drops?
0: It might be. It will be. It should be
4: done tonight. Uh, we're recording this Friday night, so it uh, should be out Saturday for you all to enjoy. And, uh, you know, make sure to send all the hate my way. I know I'm always wrong and full of bad sports takes, but... Uh, <laughs> I do enjoy the classic banter, so feel free to uh, reach out to me.
2: Alright, then Dustin, you go first. We'll let we'll let Big Boy Forrest go last.
3: <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> well yeah, if you guys are gonna put me on the spot, I mean I'm just gonna put it out there. I see Florida State defeating Virginia Tech thirty eight to twenty on wow. Labor Day night. 18. I think yeah, I think the offense is is going to be the main difference in that game. I think Taggart's system really is going to create some explosive plays. Francois, I think him coming back having having experience at quarterback right off the break instead of you know beginning your season basically with a true freshman, that's really going to help out just the overall confidence for the unit. And then the stable running backs, like I talked about earlier, I think they're going to make a play, make a lot of plays. And then finally, uh, Greg. Greg Fry uh, leading the offensive line. I think we're going to see a lot of improvement, and they've simplified the blocking schemes, so I think it should be easier for the offensive line to execute.
2: Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, I think, first of all, I think Virginia Tech's a bit overrated, uh, not compared to Florida State or anything like that, but just when, when casual fans talk about it. Uh, Virginia Tech last year was really known for their defense uh, on S&P plus they had the number eight total defense in the country um, Which was awesome and w- which won them games, but they lost eight of those 11 defenders So now they are uh, well, They should not nearly be as good on defense and they had the 96th ranked offense in the country Which um, they did return and I think they did get a l- They definitely got a little bit better returning their quarterback getting some new receiver blood in there and uh two of their three leading rushes are back um but i think virginia tech's not as good as people um think now like by the end of the season we look back i think they might be like a seven and five eight and four team in a weak coastal division <clears throat> uh with that being said i'm not saying fsu's gonna blow them out or anything i think it'll be a really close game one score and probably one late uh i'm picking fsu to win um i think they win 34 to 28 so a uh, six-point W. I think it'll be close in the fourth, um, and FSU will pull away. with uh, I think their offense wins it in the fourth quarter.
0: You think it's going to last? the far- Okay, I like that. I'm going to go Florida State 31, Virginia Tech 27. Well, that's good. And, and Willie Taggart gets his first win uh, wearing garnet and gold. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Uh, people are going to be tailgating early on. The fans are going to be wild that night. Uh, and I think one thing that I think are really going to help the nose is that these players really have bought into Willie Taggart's uh, ways and his schemes. And I think they, they bleed quite a bit for this coach, and uh, they love him. And that plays a bigger role, and I think a lot of things do. And there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk and how Francois will play, and I think it's the best guy for the job. He's got the experience, and it's going to take a while for him to get used. It might take a quarter. I don't think it will take two quarters, but I think it'll take a quarter for him to get back in the scheme of things. And this is a whole new offense for the uh, for them to learn. A lot of freshmen will be playing, so there will be some mistakes here and there. Uh, Florida State fans shouldn't be shocked by that. Uh, but I, I do think the Noles win, not by a lot. Uh, but I think it's Florida State 31, Virginia Tech 27.
4: All right, Mr. Big Game Preview, what do you got? All right, well, I haven't really seen this a whole lot, and I've been surprised. I think this is going to be a super sloppy game. I think there's going to be a lot of flags, a lot of missed assignments um, on both sides of the ball, really. I think uh, Virginia Tech is not uh, – They don't have a lot of experience in their skill players on offense. I think there's going to be missed routes, missed blocking assignments on the outside maybe with those receivers, and they got a young tight end as well. And then on the flip side of the coin, I think Florida State's going to make a lot of mistakes. It's a new offense. There's a lot of motion in this offense. There wasn't a whole lot of motion besides maybe the fullback scooting two yards to the left and right in Jimbo's offense. Uh, What's a fullback? yeah, yeah, you won't know what a fullback is come Monday, um, and that's exciting. I think there's going to be a lot of big plays because of the sloppiness. I think uh, the linebackers on both teams are going to overread um, those fakes. I know Taggart loves to fake that jet sweep. He loves using motion to throw everyone off. I think there's going to be big holes open for the run game. I I don't even know if FSU will get to 20 passes this this game. I think they may be around that 15 to 18 range. Um, And if they do reach 20, I think there's going to be a lot of screens. I don't think they're going to ask Francois to do anything too crazy. Um, And I think this uh, FSU defense will come into its own. I think uh, halftime adjustments, I think Virginia Tech will really get slowed down, um, at least on the offensive side of the ball for them after the second half. I think they might be up uh, maybe by a field goal. It'll be one possession. I think they might be up at half. But uh, I think FSU will play with some fire when they come out in the second half. I think early on. It's going to be kind of jittery. Uh, a lot of guys may jump uh, both sides of the ball. Like I said, I think there's going to be a ton of flags. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of unsportsman likes, too. Um, but in the end, I think FSU is just going to kind of run them out of the building. I think uh, Virginia Tech's not going to score a whole lot in the second half. I think they might jump on early and get. Get 24 points around there in the first half. But I think FSU is going to get 21 that first half. And I think the final score, I'll go with 38-27, Noles. A nice little 11-point win. In the end, it'll be comfortable going into the fourth. It might be a nail-binder.
2: I think we all have re- relatively the same uh, score for Virginia Tech, at least. I think I went 28, Logan went 27, you went 28, and Dustin went 20. So um, there's some continuity there. It is, it is. I've also never been rooting for unsportsmanlike penalties or flags in a game, uh, or at least in this game, until Forrest just said that. It got me a little fired up, so uh,
4: I'm rooting for that now. Yeah, and I think I think they'll be practical unsportsmanlike penalties. Yeah, I think, no, I'm uh, here for that. I think, uh, you know, that's kind of an oxymoron, but uh, I think sometimes that's good to fire up a sideline, you know. Um, it's like a baseball manager getting injected. Honestly, I wish Florida State had more of that last year, you know. When Cam Akers plowed that Miami guy on the sideline on that run, I should—I wish I saw three flags fly up, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I really—I really hope there's some fire in this game, and, and and for FSU, you you want to punch Virginia Tech right in the mouth right away, right? Uh, and this game could get wild fast if Florida State starts on the right foot. I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State wins the toss that they take the ball first. So,
0: wow, bold, bold, I like that. Well, so, we got. ESPN will be there mega cast the college game day crew will be announcing it uh, the big guys are in town for that uh, it's it's going to be a wild weekend and I, I i like all the score predictions from it. we got all florida state winning this one wow Okay. well that will do it for this week's Hear the Spear Uh, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play or wherever your preferred platform is if you want to if you're listening on iTunes right now feel free to rate us 5 stars give us a review review. it uh, it helps a lot uh, with the reach to get it out to more Noel fans Uh, but that's going to do it and uh, thank you guys so much for listening have fun Monday night and uh, see you guys next week make sure to wear black (laughs) Ha <laughs>